0: I fell in love with the girl at the rock show. Hey, somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat. Now he takes off the shirt. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40 yard line.
1: This is going great.
0: This is Tall Can Audio.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome inside episode 835 of the Tall Can Audio podcast. My name's Matt. His name's Rob. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Tall Can Audio, Facebook.com slash Tall Can Audio. What are you saying today, man?
0: Well, first of all, I'd like to give a, a shout out to Michaela for, for stepping in.
1: She's getting lots pinch, of shout outs this week.
0: Pinch hitting. Yeah, is she getting other shout outs? Wow, she's got the, the big I, show, right? Oh, uh, as I was gonna say, I can cut this one short if, <laughs> if, if, if there's too much. Um... No, but uh, yeah, technical difficulties last week. I appreciate that she was able to fill in, especially seriously last minute. <laughs> and, and really, we're, we're lucky that there's a show this week because, yeah, the technical difficulties were giving me such issues last week that I know we can all relate to at some point or another. I wanted to smash it big time. <laughs> I'm on a glass table right now. Um, so yeah, this microphone that I have on loan from the studio it's got a bit of heft to it. I could,
1: oh yeah, I could, could do, do some, some damage
0: for sure. Especially the base. The base is nice and heavy. <laughs> so yeah, we're lucky really at the Duck end Chuck. of the day. We have, yeah, well, this is it. Chuck. Chuck knows when it's just he and I in the house. He sort of, you do your thing, buddy, and I'll do my <laughs> thing. And we, you know, that the paths never shall they meet. Really, is what happens.
1: Right. At least until the uh, delivery guy shows up. A couple of hungry the, boys the, at the door.
0: This is it. Well, and he's actually my early distant warning. Right. <laughs> Forget about the little thing on the app that says, so-and-so is dropping your food. Give him a minute. Well, I actually know when the dog starts frothing and there's spit on the window. (laughs) Good to go. My guy is here. What
1: are we sipping on today?
0: Well, I'm glad you asked, Matt. Mm. See, I I had a couple of beers lined up for last week's show. Okay. Um, And then, really, at one point, I just shoved it all off the table and then took the two beers and went and sat on the couch and, (laughs) and, you know... Punched a hole in one and shotgunned it. And then uh, (laughs) finishing the Sunday off, right? (laughs) Yeah. So I still have one of those, but I have good friend of the show. Steven Gervais Mm. has said to me, I have a beer for you, but you got to drink it on the show. Okay. And now I haven't seen him in a while. So you'll know it's theme based and it's a little past due, but this is the uh, chocolate Easter cream ale from whippersnapper
1: before we go any further on that i is there any reason today you've chosen this big habs fan Stephen gervais has uh, his beer is making an appearance today i'd really rather not think about that guy today
0: (laughs) well i really happened to see him on friday he he rolled by and he's like hey i got a couple i got a beer for you but he came with two gift beers nice now um I won't I won't get into the other one because I'll have it on a later show. Okay. But but worth noting, the one he brought me is actually a twin to the one I was gonna drink on last week's show. So it may go down with the um the myth of permanence smoky lager that I have sitting for you. So <laughs> depending how next week's beer goes, you may have one of those as well as the smoky lager. So wow. okay. We're going to see, so there may be something in this for you, but yeah, so this is a Easter cream ale, so it's got, it's supposed to have notes of cocoa nib, vanilla, and malt. Fairly dark for a cream ale, it's what I want to pour it, right? Nice head, frothy head, but I'm going to give this a pull and I'll let you know.
1: All right, over here we got, uh, I'm still into this order I pulled in uh, middle of last week uh, from Beyond the Pale, and this is the... Uh, it's just called Yummy. It would appear. As <laughs> look at this again, uh, just over five percent. It is a northeastern pale ale uh, with hints of passion fruit and clementine. This is this is fascinating, man. I'm looking forward to seeing what the old clementine, oh my darling, what do we got yeah. going on today?
0: See, that sounds like it may be a little too much fruit happening for you.
1: <laughs> Just knowing
0: your passion uh, fruit
1: was my college nickname. I'll have you know. Okay, yeah, <laughs> the, you, you, the passion fruit.
0: <laughs> you, you had you had a pile, I think, if I recall.
1: Just whenever um, they come to me, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly, or or me. Sure.
0: Um, this is all right. I I don't think it, it now it's it to me there is a little vanilla. Um, I'm not getting a pile of. It, it's thankfully not as sweet as I had envisioned it to be. Like the can has this sort of royal blue and yellow and white. It's kind of got the Cadbury Easter cream egg feel to it. So I thought, because to me, those are always too sweet. Um, I do get a little bit of the vanilla and a little bit of chocolate in the, in, in the aroma, but it's got a bit of that malty finish that I'm, I'm not always loving to be honest with you, but uh, it comes in at 5%. It's, it's an easy drink. Mm -hmm. Not bad. Thanks, Steven. Yeah.
1: Thanks, Steven. yeah, we'll, we'll get more into that. Um, this is, uh, you definitely get a little bit of clementine and the much stronger one, I have to assume is passion fruit. I, I have no idea what that tastes like. So you are of it. the juice? Oh, you lack of the
0: juice.
1: Um, Very, I wouldn't say like uh, like juicy, like it's got like a fruit taste to it, but it's still holding hard to that beer line, right? Um, Yeah, it's not bad. This okay. Is, so, uh, as you said, though, this is probably a little outside my, uh, usual go-to.
0: Okay. Not to, not to bore the good listener, but so you, did you have something I didn't get it? I didn't get to you and Michaela on Friday. Did you, uh, did you have something from, from beyond the pale then too?
1: Yeah. The, uh, clean cut Kolsch is, uh, okay. is what we did there. So, um, got a couple more from them lined up here. So we'll be working our way through that a little bit over the next couple of weeks.
0: Sienna, I'm backing this today with another local I have, um, and you brought it up with Beyond the Pale. I'm backing this up with a Sun Split New England-style IPA okay, out of yeah. at, at Dominion City. Yep. And to me, uh, it's it's right up there with Walking on Sunshine, the Brew Revolution,
1: mm-hmm.
0: New England-style, as well as, to me, the Aromatherapy from Beyond the Pale. Those are right there in terms of my, my three go-tos in terms of
1: yeah, your uh, your shelf in the studio fridge here often contained the uh, the aromatherapy for either pre-show or mid-show yeah. consumption.
0: Well, it's got stuff that'll it'll give you a little get up and go, right? <laughs> I think it comes in at six or six point five, right? So it's always got that. It's hoppy. It's got everything you really want. So yeah, right they there, had
1: really- it on the uh, on the website. I had had it before, so I didn't go with it here. As well as the uh, the pink fuzz, which uh, we've had in studio once or twice. You've had several times. I've tried it. Uh, left it out of this order as well.
0: They also have the darkness.
1: Yeah. Skipped that one too, just cause, uh, have had it. So there right. are two stouts in the order. Uh, like I said, then there was the clean cut. This is the, uh, whatever I said, it was the yummy, Yum. yummy. Yes. And, uh, one or two others. So we'll get to those as we go. Um, in deference to uh, either the Leafs Habs fans who have Heard enough about this, or m- maybe one side's in a cranky mood. I know I might be a little bit. I'm gonna push the leaf stuff to the end in case you've had enough. Uh, maybe you're a fan of neither of those teams and have had more than enough of this series. Oh, We're gonna push that possible. to the end. Not yeah, yeah, possible, Matt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we will push that towards the end. Uh, we got plenty of other stuff to get to here. Just quickly before we start, I sent Rob an article that we will share in all the usual places. Um, just about a, a, a punk rock concert down in Florida. And the idea, I guess, the guy was was pushing for was to encourage people to get vaccinated and to keep people who hadn't been vaccinated outside or out of his concert. So if you had been vaccinated, 18 bucks for a ticket, pretty par for the course for a you know punk rock show. Uh, if you hadn't been vaccinated, $999. Now- <laughs> I don't know if he actually expected anyone to pay that, and you know there's some asshole who showed up going, you know, just to make his point with way too much money on his hands that maybe did it. Uh, the point was clearly we only want vaccinated people here, but it did make me wonder in kind of a more general sense, is this something, you know, we've heard a lot about um, you know, covid passports or vaccine passports, right, that you know, to travel into certain countries, you have to have been vaccinated and whether or not that's coming. And strangely, there are people against it. They seem to be the people against the vaccine, but I wonder if we're going to see more of that kind of thing just here, right? To go to concerts, to go to sporting events, to go into certain restaurants. Do you think there's a chance if we don't hit a certain point and get these numbers, like they say this is never totally going away, but we'll obviously get it well under control. Do you think there's a chance we just end up with an app on your phone and you know you maybe have to show that you have a barcode or whatever to get into a concert, at least for the foreseeable future.
0: I need my sister's ID, that kind of thing. Right? <laughs> um, can I have your vaccination passport? Um Hey, what are these all for? What's where have you been? <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness. Um I think I think that's something that will be considered in the early stages for sure. Right. Like uh, until we get up past 80%. Yeah. Right. I think you're going to hear more talk of this. Right. And, uh, um,
1: where does it fit into the whole, you know, refusing who you can will and won't serve and the dangerous doors that opens right in other, uh, restaurants and stuff like,
0: well, it, to me, it's interesting. Um, you know, you you lean more towards the punk side than than I than I ever ever would. Right. But is there a less punk initiative than <laughs> than you must get government sanctioned vaccination to
1: come to this punk show? Yeah. Do what the man tells you, and you can come to our <laughs> show. <laughs> this is
0: exactly what I was like. I'm like I get punk. Like we all sort of gravitate towards the punk music punk rock music right this idea of you know sex pistols clash ramones in the early days and and you know
1: anti-establishment
0: stiff little fingers all this (laughs) kind of stuff right and you go but it it, yeah it goes to wardrobe it goes to art it goes to you know there's punk is a is a is a wide you know scope and i sort of all you know naively put it under one umbrella but the bedrock of of proto punk is anti establishment yep. anti conformism you know all these sorts of things and so just well before we get too far off it I thought it's odd that well you're that right be-
1: but like it all it is also kind of a far left um i think more than than right, right? like the I think punk music now is a lot more you're right it is absolutely traditional punk is anti establishment and all these sorts of things but punk rock now is far more about um you know, peace and getting along with each other, like accepting each other's differences and stuff like that, right? Which is a more left-leaning, you know, political stance. And so it wouldn't surprise me that, you know, it's a punk rock show that, you're right, while snuggling up to the message from the government yeah, yeah, yeah. is also kind of pushing against what, for whatever reason, seems to be a right-wing idea of fuck you, I'm not getting
0: vaccinated. Okay, and, and as the guy, as the, as the, uh, the lead singer of Teenage Bottle Rocket. Yes. Um, as he was saying, you he's know like, they're going places. Yeah. Well, he when I listened to a bit of it, oh, okay. I listened to a bit of it this afternoon while I was reading the article, and and really the whole all of it sounds like I fell in love with the girl at the rock show. It all, all right. Like, it all sounds <laughs> like that, man. Like to me, it's all sort of that. I don't know. A little whatever. blink
1: one eighty two. Yeah.
0: yeah. So to me, whether that's gap punk or whatever you want to call that, I I, I don't know. But <laughs> sure. um, yeah,
1: nineties skate punk, or- nut squeezing
0: punk kind of. <laughs> um. Come on, that doesn't fit do the style. <laughs> yeah, codpiece punk. That, that what knows, knows what no a decade. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't. You're right. Um, but yeah, he says. You know, if you if you can't afford it, maybe you and your weirdo anti-vaxer <laughs> friends can can create a GoFundMe yes. page, and you can go to the concert. So I, I get it, right? It is clearly more than a vaccine thing. It's it, it it's more to address the anti vaxxers yes. in the in the community, right? If that makes any sense to anybody, right? Sure. If you can sort of detangle those two, sort of closely woven issues, but yeah, I I think you're going to have to, you're definitely going to see a lot of, um, in this brave new world that we're going to see of, of post lockdowns and and vaccinations, you're still going to see a lot of, a lot of fear of, of the unknown, right. Mm -hmm. Of, Hey man, uh, can I see proof that you, that you have your vaccine? If not back off, man, like give me some
1: space. It was a great headline. I saw just yesterday that was like, um, this the new rules in the US have allowed those uh allow free indoor um or full indoor dining to those who have been fully vaccinated and tremendous liars. Right? Like Yeah. No one's being asked for proof. It's just, you know, come on in, I guess. And I think this was always gonna be pretty likely that those who weren't gonna do it were just gonna wait for the critical mass to do it and then their world would open back up and you'd be able to keep walking around calling everybody else sheep and you know, whatever yeah. else is going on there. I you know, just last night we did see twenty five hundred fans at the Leafs and Habs game. My understanding is there was no, you know, check for whether you'd been vaccinated or anything like that. I think it was just sort of opened back up. Uh we did just see the Ontario government reject um a proposal to have fully vaccinated health workers go to game seven, um, at the ACC there and uh they said no. Um, which, you know, fair enough if they don't think we're there yet, I Yep, our numbers are still much higher than Quebec's. So, fair enough. Um, but I just wonder, even movie theaters and stuff like that—like, is there going to be kind of an odd transition zone here where, yeah, you're going to have to show your phone and, and you know, what fights that opens up to? Like I said, your your freedoms and your liberties
0: and your whatever. well. And see, they talked about they talked about having sort of herd immunity past seventy percent, right? Mm-hmm. That was the number we heard early. Yeah, and now and now they're saying. Well, that's on the low end of, of herd immunity. You know, we'd like to see it above 80%. So I, I think until we see that yep. the double, the double dose above 80% and then that's when things get sort of let loose and you go, okay, well the, you know, you're not going to overrun ICUs right. and hospitals at that point, you will have still, you know, of that 20 to 15%, some who just are asymptomatic, some who just get mildly ill, mm-hmm. right? I think it then becomes, you're going to die from this because you're a bit of a dinosaur <laughs> and, and you move along, right? And the rest of us will be vaccinated. yeah. And, and I think until it's double dose or full dose, however you want to look at that, uh, above 80%, I think we're going to see a lot of of, of this skepticism and raised eyebrows kind of, and maybe in some situations, confrontations, right?
1: Yeah. I think that for sure, that part's coming. And I I do think part of it for the increased, you know, they want to get to over 80% is the, the, some of these new variants are, geez, right? Like they're, they're more deadly. They're blowing up faster. And, and they do say some of them are getting more serious. And like, if you remain unvaccinated, you know, maybe you'll be insulated by the web of everyone else. But if you do get it, the outcomes are getting worse and worse, right? So right, they're going to want to keep a lot sure. of these people who've tested positive or maybe carrying, you're going to want to keep them out still, right? And I, this is kind of the debate that I've had with a few different people is you do have the freedom not to get the vaccine, but that may mean you don't get to go to do some other shit, right? right. Like that's that, sort that, of the deal. That
0: does impede some of your other freedoms. Right. Uh, and and does it or doesn't it, but yeah, the reality is that, you know, when we first came out with all these these different, you know, we started shopping for different mm-hmm. vaccination brands, right? The idea that, you know, the number you heard on the Oxford AstraZeneca was in the high 60s in terms of its eka- efficacy, yeah. which to me, if I
1: hear that word again, I'd like to. There's a lot uh, of uh, terms and words that I'm happy we're going to be done with here pretty
0: soon. Yeah, whereas the Moderna and the Pfizer, much higher, mm-hmm. but none of them were 100%. No. So, so the reality is this is still going to happen, right? This is something that's going to get rolled into our boosters every 10 years, whatever the deal is. Yep. Um, we're going to be stuck with your flu
1: shot, whatever. Yep. Yep.
0: Stuck with some variety of this. Um, and and it'll move on from here and it'll be like measles, mumps and, and rubella and, you know, all these things that, that used to be polio, Like, like these things don't happen anymore because vaccination, right? So you don't hear these things anymore for a reason, no. right? And so people have to get past the idea of that, I'm, that you know, there's going to be some chip in your arm, right? Because here's the news, buddy. You already have that. It's just in your cell phone. It's in your hand. Yes. Yeah. Or right next to your business. You're right. carrying it around all the time. Like if this is your biggest simple concern, then yeah. you are just that. Simple
1: posting on Facebook about my privacy.
0: (laughs) Good for you, man. (laughs) (laughs) You've already (laughs) given up your digital virginity (laughs) to the man because it's out there, man. So, whether you think you can still guard it closely, yeah, you're wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong.
1: Uh, As we sit here right now, the Blue Jays have one game down today, actually, far more. Humorous at the moment, uh, as we sit here right now, the Detroit Tigers just finished sweeping the New York Yankees. So, uh, we'll take that. The lowly Tigers helping us out a little bit, but the Blue Jays, um, were running hot for a while, had just an ungodly week, lost like six in a row, go into yeah. New York, take a series there. Um, they were rained out on Saturday. So they won on Friday night. They won the first game here Sunday afternoon, so they've got that series in the bag. Uh, we don't know how the second game will go as we sit here and record right now. But other than that kind of blip, they've been on a, you know, a, amongst having the one of the hardest schedules so far in Major League Baseball and been ravaged by injuries. They've kept their head above water. They are a couple games above 500. Uh, what have you seen over the last couple of weeks?
0: Well, it's it really came down to, and, and it's funny you referenced this, the strength of schedule because... I was looking at the uh, the AL standings yesterday. Well, all the standings really, but my focus always is on the American League. Right. And I'm like, when do we get some of that sweet Tiger action? And <laughs> Baltimore Orioles, like, I'm looking around, going, we seem the to have the Twins.
1: S- like, let me see some of that, right? <laughs> like-
0: yeah. Well, and before they ever get their shit together, and right. I, I don't, I don't pretend to see a lot of Minnesota Twins games, <laughs> but you know, they were. I think they were in the playoffs last year. Yep. And so it's one of those things where you go, I'd like to get those before they get on a heater. Yes. Right. Like I, it's just sort of one of those things where the first two months and we reference that, right. By June 1st, you have to still be around mm-hmm. right. A- as you write the ship and you go, okay, this is what we really are. Right. You sort of see everything crystallized by, by all-star early July. You can't get buried. You can't lose your season in the first two months. So, yeah, that that run through Tampa and Boston in um and and where were the shitty Red Sox? Like I, like they yeah. were supposed to be they were supposed to be brutal. Honestly. And you're like
1: and here they are. It's a long year. Uh, we'll we'll see. They've they've uh, been getting fat on the Tigers and Orioles so far. So and us. Yeah, well, I guess, right?
0: Um, I am there there's so many questions, right? I, I look at um you know post post COVID Teoscar Hernandez now is he's a beast.
1: You hit know, another home run here today.
0: Yeah, and and I just look at at the way he's come back from from the COVID stint, and honestly, I think he. They said he since since coming back, he's hitting over three hundred and sixty. He's really he's sort of nestled into that spot, and and if they can ever get George Springer back, and 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 I don't or back or in, <laughs> in. right, at, and I I'm 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 perplexed. <laughs> I think by 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 the silence on that front,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right where you go. Yeah, oblique problem becomes it a quad was problem.
1: Two weeks at the beginning of the season, he was going to miss maybe two weeks, and yeah. it's June. So.
0: Okay, and, and you know what? And and I I am not uh, you know a physiotherapist. I am not any of those things. But you're swinging a baseball bat, and it's an oblique issue. I I think you need to err on the side sure. of longer than two weeks, right? Like to me, that is integral in in terms of swinging the bat but so you go yeah all right two weeks take a little time more time if you want if you don't roll in till may 1st Mm -hmm. cool (laughs) um so i'm confused by that right but other than that there's just been some continual great stories right like every all the way through the season you have these these good stories that pop up and they just keep coming now guys keep dropping off. Like I, I the only
1: reason there's room for more and more of these stories is because guys are falling off the other end of it.
0: (laughs) Right. Like we talked about it on the show and it's honest to God, it's almost two months ago. Now, when you talk about the Julian Merriweather and that opening series and you go (laughs) stud stud, that's a boss performance, right? Striking out the side to finish the ninth in that first game at Yankee stadium. And you're like, that is outstanding. And then bam, 60 day DL. And (laughs) I, and I'm not sure if you know, many guys come back from the 60 day DL. If that, that, that has the sounds of
1: derailed season completely.
0: This is, this is it right. That we'll see you in 2022. Yeah. But um, yeah, there, there's been, there's been great stories after great stories. And I think we just saw one Friday. I was, I was super interested to see what was going to happen with the or Thursday Thursday, the Alec Manoa, Start right, mm-hmm. which I I kept I kept I kept saying to the assistant here, hey blankety blank, when's the next Blue Jays game? Yeah. And he kept telling me tomorrow at 4:20, and I'm like tomorrow
1: at 4:20.
0: Where's the game today? I know. Anyways, yeah, I guess I'm not sure what was happening on the on you know
1: Kid in New got York. Out. Yeah, it rained out. So well, imagine I'm just, not I mean, having to make your major league start at Yankee Stadium. You get yourself all psyched and. Uh, actually you can go try and sleep on it again tonight. We're pushing the game till tomorrow,
0: which really means son, you got to pay for your 50 members of your family to stay over yeah, one more night. It?
1: Yeah. No kidding. It's your whole family in New York city for an extra night and you're still on your rookie contract. So not a lot of fun there.
0: Yeah. But did you watch any of the game? Did you see any of that?
1: Um, I missed it turned out to be an afternoon game right because it was a doubleheader so i had it on while i was doing some other things but i wasn't really paying too much attention to it other than to see he was cruising
0: well and and, and it's funny because they were talking to aaron boone after the game about the about you know cuz it was 50 people in a i don't know what they're putting in new york city venues now but it's kind of 8 to 10 1000 right. people right and and it's an afternoon game so i think it was somewhere down in the four or five thousand so you had 50 blue jay fans all in in one sort of section right and and he's saying yeah we could absolutely hear them every strikeout (laughs) you know everything you could hear this big pop of sound right he said so it was pretty cool right and and i was i was impressed with with the kids
1: stuff period right and his and his moxie well and he said afterwards hazel may asked him you know could you hear your mom? Were you looking at him? He goes, I, I wouldn't let myself look at her, but I could hear her the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So. Every time,
0: right? And and, and my mom has followed me around the world, right? And you always hear that. In my case, it's my mom going, yay, Rob. And you're like, oh, man, if I could tuck my fucking head in my jersey, we, could, we, we would do it. It doesn't matter how old you get, right? Yep. You're seven years old at, you know take hockey or soccer or or you're 35 and you're at a
1: she's flown to greece to support you and you're like shut up mom
0: like (laughs) yeah well no by the time greece and and beijing rolled around i I had totally embraced it right and i would i would turn and i would blow kisses right but (laughs) but yeah i i get what he's saying right this is this is a guy with no with with absolute rookie status right and and, and you can hear your mom's voice from everywhere, right? <laughs> I think every athlete can can certainly relate to that. But it's that, just another piece, and and it's interesting when you talk about the good stories and just how this is all shaking out, right? And and, and or building, not shaking out, right? Because I, I give Shatkins a a, a a a hard go, and 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 usually that's my default position, right? But I I think I need to I need to reevaluate. How how this has worked out, right? In terms of of the progression, right? A a lot in the last couple years, a lot of um, positional players coming through, right? Now we're starting to see some of these pitching prospects, these blue chippers, right? Pearson, we're not, you know, we're going to wait and see what happens, but the Manoa, the Simeon Woods, Richardson, right? Mm -hmm. Which you'd hope is is not too far down the line, and and so. You know, I, I think we all look at this year and go, Yeah, playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. But I think the big picture is 2022, right? And and what they can start to do as they build out from, from here. But yep, I, I'm impressed, right, with, with what's happening and, and and I wanna see, you know, we get hung up on the NFL, you know, eighteen or sixteen games or even you know you push it out to the 82 games in 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 hockey which every game sort of seems so important especially in the second half of the season yep you 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 know baseball for for the fans who then go oh okay my team's out in hockey i'm going to flip over to baseball right you, you can almost wear yourself out with the whole
1: there's still, a hundred games to go.
0: Yeah, I gotta win it. I gotta win it. I gotta win it. Oh, still, it's just fucking May still, right? Yeah. You're like, all right, well, just keep winning series. Don't worry about sweet. You know, right? What I mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it can wear you out. It can wear you out. But well, I wouldn't.
1: Um, I know you're not suggesting throwing in the towel this year. But I, I, I think with the the record they have now, the schedule that's to come, and in theory, at some point, we will see. George Springer arrive if this offense is is legit if if this is Robbie Ray now if um you know if Ryu just keeps kind of doing his thing and now you add Manoa who I don't think we should probably pencil in for con- you know consecutive every game six, six, six innings? innings no hits or <laughs> no uh, runs yeah um there'll be some growing pains Damn. there but he looks legit um and st- even Stripling in his last couple starts, like another win today where he looked really good. I I don't know what he's going to be or whatever, but all of a sudden, you know, it starts to. what he's going to be. Well, maybe, yeah. Uh, But it looks like, you know, maybe there is still a chance to to hang around into July and go, yeah, it's worth it to try and add a little something here because they're getting career performances from a lot of guys. And I know you want to talk about Vlad here in a second and we will, but just sometimes you get to a point where you're like and there's a lot of magical things happening here as you just said maybe we should you know maybe we should see what we can do here
0: yeah uh, sorry and i am i am by no means throwing in the towel on the season mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a legit question you've posed but it's it's really just the experience that comes with this season and and whatever happens happens yeah. right in, in my opinion and when you add springer in and even if he is Eighty percent or ninety percent of of, yeah. of of past George Springer for the rest of the season, you slot him into the top of this lineup, and you start moving other guys around one through eight. Sorry, Danny Jansen. Yeah, the, the, this is this is killer, mm-hmm. r- right in terms of of what this lineup can put up. And and I don't think there's, you know, th- they can put that lineup against up against any other team in terms of offense. It right, sure looks like it in terms of guys who can who can wear you out and they've talked a pile about you know you look at Te Oscar Hernandez from 2 years ago who would swing at anything right like just unbelievable yep and 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 where he's come and how how Vlad he can work account like just how this how this lineup has grown and changed, right? Like, you know, if, if I'm, if I'm an opposing pitcher, I'm never throwing Bo Bichette a first pitch strike. Cause, <laughs> cause that dude is swinging is, out of his shoes. <laughs> every time he goes up there first pitch,
1: yeah.
0: I'm looking to put this in the parking lot. <laughs> and so you're like, just, I don't know, throw it over his head. I don't know, whatever, but yeah. yeah so that's, that's the deal. On the offensive side, it's it's the pitching that we talked about in March, right? Yeah. We're like, where's this pitching staff gonna go? And and as you said, Robbie Ray with his now he, he struggled a bit the other night in terms of control, walking guys, his last one, I don't know, late last week, sometime. Yep. They may have come back to win that game. I, I I can't recall, but it's it's you you feel good with Ryu and Ray at the top of the lineup, right? Yep. And if you if you can get Two other people and Matt's is Mats is really Mats is doing his thing. Yeah, and and he's grinding. Yeah, right? like to me, that's a guy. Guy, they put five up on him a couple of starts ago in the first inning, yeah, or the second,
1: and then he just grinds, stays the rest of the way, still put in five or six innings. Got yeah, through, makes it,
0: yeah. makes it into the sixth, and yeah. I, and I think they win that game, or they yeah. come back and it's close. But uh, you, you can't be leaving, you know, exposing your bullpen. So to me, yeah, he hasn't been as dominant as he was in his first two or three starts. But man, in a middle to late rotation guy, mm-hmm. man, that's, that's, I'll take that all the time. And so if you can start to work and if, if we'll see where Thomas Hatch ends up, right. In terms of, yeah. of, of coming through. What's so Nate no,
1: Pearson, I, maybe still got a shot to do something this year. We'll see. Right. Like
0: right. And, and so we, we talked about it. We'll just wait and see because the bullpen,
1: I, the I, I don't know, man, I just, that guy puts me to sleep. Honestly, and, you got time to go make a sandwich between every pitch. Uh,
0: <laughs> for sure. And so, uh no, I am by no means. And I, I think um I was telling you earlier, I listened to Scott Mitchell or I was reading some of his stuff. on. Uh, and so he was talking about, yeah, expecting them to be active at the trade deadline mm-hmm. in terms of maybe a third baseman, maybe another uh, rotation guy. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But no, I, I, I am... I'm in it. I'm I'm my interest level is 8 out of 10 at least. I'm right there. I'm 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 fully on board. Um it's fascinating to watch to be honest with you.
1: Uh they are done in Dunedin. They did play the first two months of home games there. Um I think every left fielder in the American League is happy to no longer be playing evening games in the blinding sunset. Those The amount of drop balls and errors and shit being committed by the left side of the field uh, in those early innings, Uh, you won't miss that in Buffalo. The main reason, of course, they're out of there is it gets oppressively hot and rainy this time of year uh, in Florida. So you head back to beautiful Buffalo. Uh, Toronto still not an option. I don't know, man. They've had to redo some things there because up on the concourses last year's, where they had like the weight rooms and some of the showers yeah. for the opposing teams. Now you got fans back in the building. So more renovations they've done there, but, you know, we'll see if, uh, it's going to make any difference. I, I do wonder if some of our guys got a little bit fat on the, uh, the small park in Florida.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and the thing, and maybe it's just me, but did you notice when they were in Dunedin, there seemed to be, a plethora of opposing
1: everybody else's fan base
0: <laughs> is in there, like yeah. no, like dirty shirts, and and I know the Red Sox, their spring training, they're up in Clearwater, I think, which is which is fairly close. Obviously, Tampa is 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 fairly close. Yep, but it's like when the Yankees On Atlanta, were in Atlanta,
1: when Atlanta was in, obviously Georgia, not far, right? So yeah, and, we were and, getting and the Phillies,
0: and it just seemed like there was a pile of opposing fans yeah. and so if for nothing else when they bring in some fans in i don't know you know safeway foods ballpark or whatever it's going to be in in, in, in <laughs> Salem field S- Salem field yes, yes. So i'm like what the hell is that
1: that's sausage company yes of course
0: <laughs> of course <laughs> it is um the sausage king of chicago obviously um but yeah i, I won't miss that Good, good riddance. You know, to everybody else's fan base cheering. You know, and yeah. they they were saying, yeah, you know, some of the some of the, the Blue Jays are like, fuck that, oh, shut up. up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm tired of hearing that shit, man, in my own ballpark. But yeah, I I agree. You're right. The two points you touched on, especially, Gurriel does not eat need any more obstacles put in his way out there in left field.
1: Um, like for those see- not familiar, like when you were standing in left field, looking at, there's no grandstand over on the first base side. There's no, what, and the sun's just setting right in your face over this little yeah. wall. You couldn't see anything and there was no way to obstruct it. So yeah, the left fielders are having a hell of a time.
0: Well, and, and there's been times where Gurriel's like, it's been hit and he's like, I don't know. <laughs> Do you know? Like yeah, you exactly. see him, the body language is like.
1: <laughs> Anybody is else hit? running for that? Nah, yeah. shit, this must be coming to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Who is at? I'm looking at Grichik or her, whoever. Yeah. I'm looking. At What's he doing? Okay. Oh
1: no, they're all looking me. at me. <laughs>
0: well, and he's got that hand up over his head. He's yeah. looking. He's like, yeah, and the shoulders rugged I don't know, man. What do you got? Uh, I'm gonna turn around. Yeah. So A, it doesn't hit me in the face. And B, I can get the carom off the wall. Hopefully. Yeah,
1: or hopefully, like, yeah, you're just cheering for it to clear the fence. See, there was nothing I could have done with that anyway. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Woo! Oh wait, it's a, it's a long single.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that 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 sort of thing. So we'll we'll be good. Back be home good to, to Buffalo. This is it, and 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 it's interesting because, um, again, Scott Mitchell to reference that uh, that conversation. Uh, who's a little more plugged in, he was said he was talking to somebody in the Ontario government and asked, or he said, the, maybe it was the federal government. He said, if I was to lay money on, will there be a Blue Jays home game in Toronto this season? And and the, the, the person he was speaking to said, yeah, he would put money on the fact that there will be a home Toronto game this year.
1: Yeah. And, and we've seen a couple of people kind of hint at it. So no one willing to commit to anything, but at the rate we're vaccinating, at the rate that, like, I've seen some Sportsnet guys say, like, they believe there will be games in Toronto this year, but maybe not fans at that game, right? But uh, if most of these teams are vaccinated, maybe you can get the sign off, they come in, play, it's not a big deal, but maybe there aren't fans in the ballpark. Now, maybe by August or September, maybe that does change, right? The CFL seems to think they're going to be able to go ahead August 5th. Now, that's outdoors, but... The dome is well, outdoors-ish. If,
0: if, if you listen to Jason Kenny, they're going to yeah. have early July Calgary
1: Stampede. Yes.
0: No restrictions.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure how much I want to follow Alberta's lead around, but... Uh, I'm not at all. Yeah. Zero. <laughs> so, but Saskatchewan said the same thing. We'll, we'll The riders are free to play. Like We're good to go. So yeah. uh, we'll see. But yeah, I, I could see maybe by August or September and you wonder Labor how Day. much it's worth it, right? Like by Labor Day, if you're still in Buffalo... You've got like two or three home series left. Just for the visual of the team being back at home like is that enough for you to pack up and and come to Toronto for a month or do you need to have a you know a more um, robust schedule left? I, I don't know.
0: I I don't think so. I I think if you start to look at um excuse me. If you start to look at um as we start to get the, the full vaccination dose, I, I fully expect to, I have mine on the 9th of June as my first. Mm-hmm. They've given me a September 28th second dose, I believe. Right. I, I fully expect that to yeah, be bumped up into the summer at some point, right? So I fully expect that if you could do a September schedule with 25% of the dome. Yeah. Right. And, and then into October.
1: Maybe. <laughs>
0: yeah. no, And this is what I'm saying. Absolutely. Maybe. Yeah. But I think the, 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 visual and the, the boost you would get from 25% of the dome, mm-hmm. right? If you could spread that out in, in whatever
1: way that. <laughs> now the Blue like. Jays have played years and years with only 25%. Well, I, that
0: was you and I sitting watching uh, <laughs> in, in 2015, watching yeah. a, a raise, a raise Jays game in April. And you're like. <laughs> fuck there's 15,000 people here right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and there that's a but that is if you could if you could do that I think there would be that would there would be huge benefit to that
1: yeah um why don't we move into the hockey side of things and uh before we get to the 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 Leafs and Habs heading into game seven on Monday night uh which of these kind of second round series has has your maybe the most of your attention or are you most looking forward to
0: all of them uh, to me. There's a good, not. It is a, ba- a good looking set. Yeah. There is not a bad a bad series in that. Now, after game one of the, I'll check back in with the Bruins and the Islanders when they get when they get into <laughs> Uniondale, right? Like to me, when, when they get back, that's an electric venue, mm-hmm. right? If they could if they could build a memo to all arena builders, if you could build it, the same way that that, that the Coliseum in in Uniondale is built right it's it's sort of low roofed it's you're on top of the ice it's fucking loud yep uh it's you know so you could build
1: yourself another shit heap
0: yeah no i i get it right <laughs> i i get it you can't you can't do it the exact same way but that is watching that game game seven of the or game
1: whatever i think this, it was six Pitt,
0: yeah the, the pittsburgh islanders series yeah. right where you going? that was fun to watch right game aside so um I'm not sure, man. You look at the, the, they both are defensive first teams, kind of counter punch and, and, and sort of the first game sort of made me go, mm, Right. I'll get, I'll get back with you. Uh, <laughs> I'm super interested in, in the Tampa Carolina. Who said that ever? <laughs> and, and likewise, the Vegas, Colorado. I, I
1: expect Colorado to put the boots to Vegas. Do you really, eh? To me, that, that might be the one I'm looking the most forward to is to me, that should be. That might be for the cop right there.
0: Yeah, but see, to me, Vegas—that six-two score aside—you know, in the, in three of the four games they won, they sort of scored big on on Minnesota. But man, in a lot of those games, they looked a lot like they have in the past couple of seasons, where they just can't score. They can they can maintain possession. Well,
1: there they was no Pachetti for quite a while. Like he, I think he returned in Game Seven.
0: Seven, he yeah. did. He did with a goal yeah. to boot. To, to further your point, but they had already last year and couldn't yep. score either, right? Yep. And we talked about did you get Demco? You know, and then <laughs> you got you got run right out. And, and, in terms of offensively, you know, you have lots of chances, and it's that it's that results over activity thing, right? You're, you're very active, but I'm not getting a pile of results, man. And and I just wonder, I wonder how that's going to go because Colorado is not. Minnesota. I right? guess
1: the other thing too, to keep in mind, maybe, you know, whether or not Colorado is going to put the boots to them can be no cadre for, uh, for Colorado, eight game suspension, some, some voodoo talk, right. Some conspiracy talk that maybe Colorado should have let St. Louis have a game or two to burn a couple of cadres suspension off before you got to the next round. Obviously they weren't going to do that, but I think well, he, I think there was only one they played without him, wasn't it? So he's gonna miss this whole series.
0: Yeah, well no, he, he would be good. No, they said he would be eligible for game seven okay. if he if he served the full the
1: full eight, which he's appealed.
0: Now, he has appealed and that hasn't happened. But if anybody thinks that Bettman, yeah, lawyer by by trade, is not gonna follow right. his own leagues, yeah. You're 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 smoking it. So He's out. And and really there's no guarantees that when it comes back when he comes back the cadre will not be suspended again because <laughs>
1: entirely possible. <laughs> it seems it's to be his, his thing. He loves <laughs> getting suspended.
0: <laughs> well, and only in the playoffs, yeah. apparently. Like it's it's the oddest thing. And so I think I, uh, I
1: think the stat I saw was he's been suspended now for uh, or before this one, before the eight games. He'd had eleven playoff games and six regular season games he'd been <laughs> suspended for. So Jesus,
0: yeah. Okay, Well, I'm surprised by the uh, by the regular season ones. I I, I didn't realize there was. I, I didn't think he got suspended at all.
1: Uh, every now and then he gets bored and needs to just mow somebody down.
0: <laughs> bored or <laughs> high hits, but yeah. But that isn't is. I'm not saying that's not a series worth watching. No, Colorado Vegas. I just I don't I don't expect it to be as 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 good or as tight as everybody else expects it to be. All right. I, um, so, sorry. Sorry You're about just, that. you
1: just calling me right out. That's fine. And, That's all right. And,
0: and, and really, the, the second the second round series I'm most interested in yeah. seeing is Montreal-Winnipeg. Uh-huh.
1: All right. <laughs> why don't we get into this? Um, and honestly, I'll tell you, man, why don't you start? What have you seen? What do you think? Because I, I feel like there's nothing here I haven't seen before, as annoying as that is, and my response will be nothing that I haven't said before. So why don't you take the lead here?
0: Um, first off, uh, to me, Montreal has been trash. Like for the most part, that, that has been a team that is, has not, has not been good. A carry price. We, we, everyone talked about it. And I I think I referenced it a couple of weeks ago. All we heard was bubble price, bubble price. Are we going to see bubble carry price? And, Kerry Price hands down has been the best hab mm-hmm. right I, I think from start to finish he's just been what you hope to to see with Kerry Price right not he's just solid doesn't overreact doesn't flop around he makes it look super easy it's um it's it's worth noting while i'm talking about the habs that they started the series without Romanov they started it without Kokenyami they started it without Caulfield Right, anybody without in their air quotes experience didn't get to start. You know who did get to get to get on the game and in, in the game with no experience: Dominic Deschamps, <laughs> Alex Burrows. Right to me, if Montreal wins this series, it's in spite of their coaching and it's in spite of their their GM. Yes, that, that to me is, is right away. So. They, to me, have not, been, have not been great. Games five and six, they've done enough to win. The overriding story is we haven't seen a Toronto A game yet. I, I think you would be better to address that than I, I, I am. But to me, at times, I expected at 3-1 this to be done. Yep. Two games ago, Toronto is hands down the better team. Without Tavares even, this is still the better team. Right. I, I just I'm amazed at this. And I wake up today and I don't have a dog in this fight, but I am honestly, it was so sweet last night. I, I thought I would wake up a diabetic. <laughs> like I just and, and it's one of those things where you're like, dare to dream. We're all dare to dream. You're like, if the if the Habs win this series, I, I don't know, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Right. We had that conversation on Twitter with with uh, Michaela and Hoff and 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 Maddie Lang weighed in. Yep. And I said, you know, twenty bucks for every time the Habs beat the Leafs. I'm in Chio, right. right. That's yep. That's that's what I'm down for. And and it'll be eighty bucks if they can do it tomorrow night or tonight <laughs> when this airs. Yeah. And I and I'm willing to throw in twenty bonus bucks and make it a honey. Sure. Right. That's gonna happen. So it it, it just comes down to. Are, when are we going to see and and are we able to see a Leaf a game?
1: Yeah, um, that's all correct. That's it's they've it's been their depth that's kind of gotten them through this at, at the beginning. Speaking those bets early on when I said I got money for uh, for Willie goals and points, and you told me that was a terrible uh, that was a cheap out cheap way out in the playoffs because yeah. he doesn't. Yeah. Sh- uh, yeah, and, and just
0: wait, Matt, because he—I think he has been the most dynamic Leaf. He has, yeah. In this series, despite you know no points, I believe in Game Six.
1: Right.
0: You look at him, and and I don't look at his, you know, at the edge of the crease on the power play or those sorts. I, he's dancing. Yeah. Like, to me, he's he is zone that exit, dynamic.
1: Zone entry, so like picking, lifting sticks, and ta- make breaking up plays, like. And just all around the net. Like he's, he's been really good with then Just a parade of new line mates because the, you know.
0: the, the reclamation, the newborn Alex Galchenyuk.
1: Yeah who got his head just ripped off in overtime. I'm not sure how nobody's seen that or talking about it. The, the big head hit from Petrie there just crushed him. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about his giveaway in game five. Oh, game five. No, that one he throws up the middle. Yeah, no Okay. good. And, um,
0: pizza for you, pizza for you.
1: I thought it was interesting. It might've been the second shift of overtime in game six. He was right back out there. Like it was pretty clear. Despite the fact that he didn't play much in the third, that Keith was like, "I'm gonna send this message now. You're still a part of this. Like we need you to do something, right?" And and he had an okay overtime. The Leafs go ahead. But you
0: know, but you know who wasn't Rasmussen Sandine? Your bad play. You sit on the bench. We're putting Dermot in for you. Oh wait,
1: yeah,
0: it's that damn overtime thing.
1: (laughs) Why? And I, it's it sucks because I thought Dermot was pretty good after Muzzin went down, and then. Yeah, being the guy who bobbles it there right uh, in overtime, I had said to somebody there. I I was texting with people like throughout the game. Uh, it might have been Maddie. I said this to that. Like Campbell had been hadn't had to do much work in the third. Then there was the intermission, and then he did basically nothing for zero for the overtime period. Like at some point, a scramble's come and he's just been standing here. and He's gonna be asked to do something. Cra- and like thirty seconds later. Turnover rate right in front of them, and bang, it's in the net. I don't know what to say about this team at this point, man. At at three one, it it was over, right? In over. At how many games we could talk about? Maybe the the five. Maybe it's six. But now you've left it to a, a a total coin flip. It's. I do still think, like you, the Leafs are the better team. I think without Tavares, that narrows. Without Muzzin, now it narrows again and you know
0: that is he out for game seven
1: uh they haven't announced that but i mean if he left game six with a pulled groin i, I i'd be shocked wouldn't you to see him in game seven i, I guess i don't well, know I
0: I, I I wasn't sure i just saw lower body and i and i i didn't i, I yeah i'm not as as dialed in as you right. so if you've heard groin yeah yeah then i don't expect him for well game especially seven.
1: right now like jumbo can't keep up felino's can't skate like he's clearly it's a back or something and how many guys can you put in that can't fucking move right now like I don't know they the biggest issue here and is let's say they pull it out in game seven by not closing that series out in five you've yeah. hurt yourself more you've eliminated any rest you were going to get you're not getting caught up with the American teams Winnipeg is waiting on you more rested and now you've lost another key piece in, well, in Jake Muzzin, like by not closing that out, you've hurt yourself not only for game seven, but for any potential chance you may have moving forward.
0: Well, in w- Winnipeg, you know, whether it's Cop, Ehlers, Dubois, right? The guys who came back in late in that series, mm-hmm. right? They were not 100%. And who is at this time of year? You hear that all the time, right? But you now have given them an extra seven, eight days yep. Of, yep. of of rest practice, you've already got that series under your belt. And then as you said, you now have to have that team, your team, roll into this next with two days' rest. Yep. There is no rest. And then I believe it's back day off, that. day off, and then back to back. Yep. There there is a there is because I, I saw the whether it's in Montreal or whether it's in Toronto, the schedule is essentially the same other than it starts in Toronto or it starts in Winnipeg. Yep. Right. So um yeah, it's it's. I wonder, and the thing that that sort of doesn't get talked about, or at least I don't hear it. And I'm in. And again, you are much more Toronto media um, aware than I am. I, I look at, and, and last night you could close your eyes and just listen to the TV broadcast of when you have the Marners, Matthews, Hyman line out. Right. But specifically the Matthews Marner component of that. Mm-hmm. The Matthews to Marner just missed them. Just wide. Can't yeah. reach, can't grab it. Yeah. That there's this whole I'm forcing. It seems like I'm forcing things for two guys who were magic for for most of the regular season. Right. And 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 are our, our great talents. But it just seems like and I wonder. Matt, if if and you'll answer this, and I'm posing this as a completely honest question, do you think they are hurt, and the power play specifically, by trying to force feed everything to Matthews?
1: Yeah, I do. Um, on the power play especially, because for the longest time, the setup was Riley, who's not really a shot threat at the point. He will shoot, but it's not a great shot. You got Matthews, you got Marner, you got Hyman in front of the net, and then you got Jumbo. No one else is shooting, right? Thornton right. and Marner are not going to shoot. So you just collapse to Matthews and you force one of those other guys to either take a bad shot or make a unwise pass. And that hasn't been any good. And it, you needed to get somebody else, even if it was a Spezza or like I've been, co- uh, most people are calling for, you got to get an Islander on that line. Especially now with Tavares out, like the second power play unit's dead anyway, you might as well loaded up right and get at least willies another shooting threat and you know he's had success so you did see them do that a little in game 6 but i do see yeah that that's happening a ton on the power play and they haven't done very much to and i will say now regardless of whether they win game 7 or not Manny Malhotra you're fired man like you were brought here as the power play he's a guru that yeah. was the guy who was going to take all our talent and create this unstoppable power play Sorry, man. You're out. you Fire! fired! You're
0: fired! Woo-hoo!
1: You're fired! Oh, baby! You're fired! Screw you! You're fired! You're fired! Whoa! Yeah!
0: Fire your
1: fire.
0: Yeah. There's got to be spit flying and, and everything else. It's it's yeah, cuz that is with that talent. Yeah, it's 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 unbelievable. And we talked about this two weeks ago, right? And I, I said on the show, they're gonna get two in the next game or whatever it was, right? Because right? you just expect you just expect things to break
1: mm-hmm. properly for this much talent, right? Well, this is and why I'm having so much trouble with this series, okay? The Leafs uh, and Jack Campbell have a better save percentage than Carey Price. So they're getting the goaltending that we have not gotten over the last couple of years. Jack Campbell has done exactly what we- He has done every We talked about. And more. Just make make the saves. He's at a 937. He's yeah. killing it for you, like. So that that's above and
0: beyond that 915 to 920 that you would, you said, hey, just make the, save the saveables. yeah. Everything else will handle.
1: Yeah. So that's gone fine. The defense has been good. You have outshot them throughout the series by a wide margin. You've outchanced them. Your possession time, everything is in your favor. You've outscored them. I think it's 17-11 in the series. And here you are headed to game seven. So I'm annoyed. I'm frustrated. We've seen this all before it feels like, but I don't yet know where to point that wrath. And if you look on Twitter, that's clearly a common feeling around Leaf fans because everybody's getting it, man. They might as well have already lost. Like they've decided that this is a foregone conclusion. It'll be a miracle if they, you know, don't lose by less than two in game seven. The The guy who's getting the most, and I, I think I kind of feel is, is Marner. And at least at the beginning of the series, he wasn't producing offensively and he was clearly holding on to it too long, trying to force things, but he was still penalty killing pretty well. He was still breaking things up pretty well. And then that started to fade a little. And then in game six, I don't think Sheldon Keefe should have challenged the goalie interference oh. call, but the penalty kill had been good. The Montreal power play sucks. You kind of go. All right, whatever. And then Marner with no one anywhere no near pre- him. No pressure. Just fires it over the glass. And you're like, <laughs> "Well, now we're fucked." Right? This this one thing has blown up. And the, the guy who hasn't scored any goals now gets a 5-1-3 into Foley. Thank you. Fuck. And so he's getting just blasted for cuz he hasn't shown he wasn't very good in the bubble either, and I was I got ripped a bit for letting almost everybody on any team off the hook last summer. I just looked at that and went, I don't know what this is. I don't know what this means. No rash decisions for August bubble hockey, right? Just, this is weird. Leave it alone. But he hadn't, he wasn't any good in the Boston series just before that. He hasn't scored a goal in 17 playoff games now. He's got, I think, one point in this series. Like, it's just not good enough. And I I don't know why, because the, the top line in general, him and Matthews, hasn't produced... But for some reason, it just looks like Matthews is more engaged, right? He's playing more physically. He is driving hard yeah. to the net. He looks hurt to me too. I it, think there's well, something and, up with and him. It's,
0: it's him having eight shots and thirteen, you know, yeah. shots directed towards the net. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a little something here. I'm living in in a household with a 12 year old girl, soon to be 13, who has a big time crush on Mitch Marner. So yep. hates the Leafs. Yes. Kind of has a thing for Mitch Marner. Oh, right? We've all
1: been there before, right? That the that that rival family's daughter is kind of cute. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> so she is she's she's cheering against the Leafs, but cheering for some reason for Mitch Marner. Well, she and, hasn't and, had
1: much to cheer for.
0: That. <laughs> well, okay, okay. And this is it, right? And so she's angry like all, all the things that get you old know, like oh pass by martyr oh it's out of it's 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 off the glass it's yeah. it's all these things and she's pissed off and so they were flashing up his his stats in the last 17 you know yeah. playoff play in games blah 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 whatever sure. and it said 17 games 42 shots zero goals and I'm like hey what's what's the shooting percentage on that <laughs> And she's like, I hate math. I'm not doing any math. And she's like, oh, oh, wait.
1: This should be simple. Yeah,
0: I don't need to. Zero into zero is zero. Right. And, and so it's, it's, I, I get to look at it from, I find it so delicious. Like, I, honestly, it's, to me, it's
1: like, it's, it's food for my soul, Matt. It, the, the best tweet I saw on, uh, in the few minutes after game six was someone I, I didn't recognize. It wasn't like one of your big Twitter or whatever, but it was just. The Toronto Maple Leafs exist solely to make the worst people on earth happy. Oh, so-
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. <laughs> guess what? Yeah.
1: No, I saw a lot of Ottawa Twitter wrapping themselves in that. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, right? Oh, oh, <laughs> like
0: oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, no. It's it's one of those things where you're like, okay, you know what? I I am, and it's funny because it, it's almost unhealthy. It's almost unhealthy, Matt. How? I find myself like hoping for tomorrow you're like, because this series was done. Yes. Done. And it should have been done. Yes. Like to me, that Montreal team, it's like somebody put cellophane over the toilet. Nothing was going into the net. Like <laughs> you had no fear that they were ever no. gonna score. And, and at five on four, like, whatever. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll take well off the it. Well worth Yeah. Yeah, no problems, <laughs> whatever. Maybe I can. Yeah, but they were, they were never gonna score. And so you were left with this, and now it's game three, game four, game five, and, and you are like, "This is gonna, this is gonna happen." It kind of so, feels
1: like that, yeah. Uh, uh, this but, is the crazy part. I, I have considered, I am still mulling it over. I bet I crack, and it's not even one of those. Oh, I am not even watching anymore. There is a part I am not enjoying this. I am just like, "Fuck, whatever." Right? Like, there is a part of me that's like, "Why watch game seven? The, it'll happen or it won't." I am not even. This isn't fun. Like, this isn't everything that happened in that game six overtime was like poster leafs. Like, this is what they do. They came out, they killed it, they were carrying the play, and they didn't deserve to win the game with how they played at the beginning. But they should have won that game in overtime multiple times and got shut down. Shut, you're just waiting for that one to come down the other way and just bam, there. Okay, fuck.
0: Uh, uh, see, I said out loud when Sped scored to make it 2 1 that the Leafs were going to win that game. yeah. Like I just, it just, to me, felt like Montreal needed to not give Toronto any hope. Right. Right. And then, you know, bam, the Kerfoot the, the goal goes in. You're like, oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> this is not, this is not. And, and honestly, I was like, oh, I was deflated. Shoulders <laughs> shoulders down, man. You're like, this is, but yeah, I find it. Now, if, if I can give you a mm. bit of hope, a bit of hope, Matt, to me, the they also on Sportsnet last night. They flashed up, you know, uh, clinching game stats for for Nylander, Matthews, and Marner, and they're fucking atrocious. Abysmal, all three of them. Um, to me, the numbers in clinching games are so bad it has to almost bode well for Toronto. Like, like this is a team. Of comprised that's 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 sort of had to mature in front of our eyes in the last four or five years, right yeah. like a lot of these numbers are young talent right and so to me, this team is is now matured at least talent wise, not you know not not pressure mental yeah, we'll mental see. time <laughs> but 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 talent wise these guys are all entering. Their prime right yep. in terms of those three guys that I just mentioned and and you have Campbell who's going to continue to give you good goaltending, solid goaltending I think and and we'll see what what shakes loose but yeah it, 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 to me this these numbers can't continue and it's one of those things where you're like the fucking dam has to break at some point
1: yeah well this is it like it doesn't feel like it as a leaf fan but it's still at worst that you win tomorrow. Toronto is still the better team. Toronto does still have the more... They are at home. They are... Like, all these things. You should still win this. And if you don't, it only furthers all these other crazy narratives, which we can or will or won't get into later or whatever about not being mentally tough enough. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that stuff and what it all means. But unless they just come out and completely cave, you know, which is on the table, but they should... Still win this game. And so, you know, you could still pull this out of the wreckage, but the questions will linger about your cutthroat, you know, put your foot on the neck of your opponent and, and finish people off and all these sorts of things. I, I don't know, man. Like we'll we'll see what happens. Um it just it feels like the ending to this story that we're all expecting is the Leafs go and do the thing that the the Leafs do, right? And this <laughs> the, the thing that is different about this one. I'm not willing to go any further back than 2017. Lots of people will talk about 4-1s, and that will be a part of that 4-1 game against Boston in 2013. That will be a part of Leafs lore forever, but it has nothing to do with anyone on this team. But you go back to 2017, when they lost to Washington... They were supposed to lose to Washington, right? Yep. The first time they lost to Boston, they were supposed to lose to Boston, and they made it interesting. The second time they lost to Boston, it was much closer. It's probably more like a flip of the coin or whatever. Um, and Boston gets that done. This one, you were the clear favorite going into this. You had your hand around their throat. This one and Myrtle wrote a piece today in The Athletic saying, you know, this would be the biggest choke job of this generation, right, is this having this lead, this opponent, right, being first place, all these sorts of things. There are no excuses. If you blow this, it's the worst one yet.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I, you're the favorite. I, I think, yeah, supposed to oh, do this. I, I think, I think you look past the Columbus play in, yes, series last year, which was also horrible. Sure. right in, yeah. in just just in terms of 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 what you guys had going yep uh, i i agree we'll, we'll see I, I firmly believe if i was to to put down 20 bucks i'm putting 20 bucks down on the leaves tomorrow night or You're tonight when the, man. yeah yeah but I, I, I
1: refuse to bet on this game <laughs>
0: that's but, <all. laughs> but, but okay I, I, i'm not a fan of either team no i know but right and and so to me as i've said all those numbers are bad yeah. across the board. You know, you, you can't look at them any other way. Right. But the reality is those numbers with that talent can't carry on forever. And when you, when you, when you look at the maturity and the experience level, that's they been can't gained, carry on
1: forever, but they could they, carry on for one more night.
0: Yeah, for sure. They can, <laughs> for sure. They can. And I, on the record, I hope like hell they do Yeah. Be, because that to me is really in terms of senators wins, Leaf losses. Those things are like.
1: It'll be you and Michaela on the yeesh. show next Sunday. That'll be-
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe on.
1: I'm maybe not interested. On, yeah, maybe exactly. on Wednesday. Maybe. <laughs> I won't be that interested yeah. in being here. So.
0: So I think I think you're looking at, um, and and really, Matt, that sounds like you're a guy who's now, uh, yeah, you're you're approaching adulthood where you're like, this shit's not healthy for my life. I I don't need to. Uh, these my day is not made or broke by what that guy who makes eleven point five million dollars does.
1: Except it is, so I just shouldn't well, watch I, it.
0: Right? I know, but that's what I'm saying is if you've got to the point where you're like, forget it. Yeah, I'm not doing this. But the beauty is, Matt. Here is here is the other silver lining. If they're if the Leafs do lose to Montreal, this yeah. is not just a Bruins thing. You've now you've now lost in game five to the, the Blue Jackets, you'll now have lost in game seven to the Habs. Yeah, yeah. It's you know not me, just I a- never thought it was a Boston,
1: <laughs> the big, bad Bruins. I've, I I can remember saying before game seven of the 2019 series, there's not a part of me at all that's afraid of the Boston Bruins, but I am terrified of the Toronto Maple Leafs like, and yeah. what they might do.
0: <laughs> well, okay. And, and, and Matt, that may be an Ottawa Senators fan narrative, <laughs> right? Where you go, we lost three out of four playoff series in the early 2000s to the Leafs. <laughs> Well, the Bruins are your four out of four. Leafs, a oh, four to four. Okay, sorry. i <laughs> nice I've try.
1: Don't, I, I, yeah, don't try and clean I, that up.
0: <laughs> I've completely blacked out on one of these, so yeah. it's um, yeah. So it, it may not be a Bruins thing at all. It may just be, as you said, and a, and, and and aptly put, yeah, maybe a Toronto Maple Leafs thing.
1: Yeah, it kind of looks like it's a Toronto Maple Leafs thing. Oh,
0: yeah, I'm telling you, Matt. If if the if the Habs win tomorrow night. Cool in the gang celebration. <laughs> we'll play on repeat in this house. Um, yeah, awesome. And and and, 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 it, and the funny and, thing
1: is for me, if the Leafs win Game Seven, it'll be nothing like that. It'll just be yeah. And now on to the next one. Right? Like,
0: I, I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. And and you go. I can't play that way against a better Winnipeg No. Team.
1: And I mean, <laughs> we'll have time if they get the chance to get into yeah, that. Yeah, for sure but, we will. But I'm with you, like if, if this team, if you had told me the morning of game one, Toronto, Montreal, that Toronto was going to win this in seven and then play Winnipeg, I'd have gone, all right, we got a good shot at that. Perfect. I have, I have no confidence at all. And now part of that is Muzzin. Part of that is Tavares. Part of that, but part of it's just, I've seen some things, man. Right?
0: Like, I've seen know. some shit. Well, and it's funny because we'll, we'll start and finish this show with, um, little Stevie Gervais. He, <laughs> I'm watching the game on tape delay as I always do. So I, I don't look at my texts or anything else. And so I don't know. I'm in the middle of the third period and I know I'm about 40 minutes behind. Mm-hmm. Text goes off. Text goes off again. And I'm like, okay, that's like really that's going to be one of two people. That's hardcore Habs fan. <laughs> hardcore Leaves fan right there's like they're, in terms yeah. of people who are going to text me and
1: at 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock on yeah a Saturday, this yeah. is
0: this is it yeah it's, and so anyways it the you know once it was done and i looked at it right the first it, it, they're both from steven right the first one is ole ole, yeah, cool. ole ole okay and the second one right after it was riot tonight question <laughs> mark <laughs> I thought that was golden, right? Like, like of course, why not? Why would you not get out and riot?
1: Keep it alive, man. Keep the tradition (laughs) going. This is it. Uh, We'll wind this one down there, man. We got a game seven to come. More fun for some than others. I got a a great tweet from a listener there yesterday, a guy named Chris, who just uh, put it out there on Twitter as overtime was starting that Stanley Cup overtime is the greatest thing in the world unless your pl- team's playing in it.
0: Right? Yeah. Well, this is it. That 12 year old girl said, I can't handle too many of these overtime. Right.
1: <laughs> well, I get it, man. Uh, we'll wind this one down there. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Talk Can Audio, facebook.com slash Talk Can Audio. You can subscribe wherever you're listening right now. So you don't miss whatever fallout is coming from, uh, from Monday night. And, uh, go
0: Habs, we- go. Go Habs, go i'm but, fully on board with that i
1: know i'm glad i cleared out of the way so that could be saved uh we will catch you on the next episode of tall can audio see ya that was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire inside a train wreck it was a disgrace thanks for listening you can get more at tca at tallcanaudio.com or by searching tall can audio on your favorite podcast app